Blog Talk Radio. And direct, and I am hyped because my team, the New England Patriots, you can hate if you want, you can dislike if you want, is going to the Super Bowl. People, it was a battle. My God, it was a battle. It was worthy of a number one against a number two. That's how it's supposed to be. I am hyped. You can probably hear my voice. So I might extend the show out of celebration. But let me give a righteous shout out. Let's give a shout out from the Bruins to the. Uh, to the Patriots on going to the Super Bowl. Bring it to me. are going. I am hyped. I am amped. We're going to have some fun today. We are going to the Super Bowl. What is going on? People in the world, the gold, the Congolese, and the Nigerian. What is happening out here in the world? I'm over here minding my business, you know, doing some artwork, getting ready for our next shoot. Next thing you know, I get word from Brother Kambale via Sister Kaiowa about word coming out that Brother Dikembe is linked or rumored to be linked to uh, some fraudulent gold scenario going on back in the DRC and it seems like people are quick to rush to judgment. Everybody's posting, 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 but I'm I'm not really seeing anybody saying, you know, 
let, let's hold on to we hear from Brother Dikembe. And I think that that's an injustice. I'm going to be straight up front. <laughs> I think that's an injustice. I don't know what's going on. I'm, I'm suspicious about the timing of this whole scenario. So we're going to spend this hour going with, going over this uh, groove and see if we know who the players are and see if it's more of a uh, guilt by association because that's how it's starting to seem at this moment. So let's flow a little bit here. But you know what? Look, I'm in a hype mood today. I want to do a little celebrating. So I want to hear a little music. So I'm going to put it out there. Whoever whoever gets me in the chat room first, you pick the song. I'm going to rock it for you. You want a little house? You want a little Congolais? Some Zaza? You want some R&B? What do you want? Talk to me. Bring it to me. And I get, whoop, here we go. This is for Bianchi in Italy. And I think I know who this is. What's going on, my dear? Hope you're doing well. What you want? She wants to hear Break for Love, the Italian version. Oh, no. She says she wants to hear the French version. Ooh. Okay. All right. Let's set up this show. I think we're going to do an hour and a half today because this, I'm, I'm really in a hype mood. I already said it. We're going to the Super Bowl. I think it's where we're 30 more minutes. But we're really going to address the situation. So, Bianchi, this cuts per your request, Break for Love. The French version. Let's ride.
SAMAC International, that's C-A-M as in Mary A-C International, leased the jet, a Gulfstream 4, from a Dallas company and sent it to the Congo for the smuggling operation. Mr. Kasilawa was once considered a fugitive from the law after a high court in Lagos issued an arrest warrant against him in 1999. The warrant was issued in a time that marked that marked a boom in his businesses, especially in South Africa, where he secured the assistance of ANC officials and made huge profits from an oil deal that involved Nigeria and South Africa. In 1999, the Nigerian police fraud unit led by Nuhu Rabidu, I'm sorry, Ribadu, who later became the chairman of the Economic and Financial Crimes Commission, EFCC, investigated Mr. Kasi Lawal for being linked to the Osham, I'm sorry, Osahan group that was involved in stealing an oil well. Shortly after the investigation began, Mr. Lawa escaped from Nigeria. However, when the late Nigerian ruler Umaro Yaradua came to power, Mr. Lawa maneuvered himself into prominence by becoming close to Mrs. Tara Yaruda, the then first lady. Mr. Lawa leveraged his influence with the late president's kitchen cabinet to get oil lifting contracts. As soon as Yaradua passed away last May, Mr. Lawa became a member of his, of his successor, Good Luck Jonathan's Presidential Advisory committee. Now, let's continue on here. Let's take a little look at, in 2008, there was a complaint filed against Mr. Loa, and this comes by Greg Gordon and Will Connors via Lagos, Nigeria. A six-count criminal complaint filed in Nigeria eight years ago charges Kasa Loa with joining in a plot to forge papers in the name of a local company, win offshore drilling approvals, and illegally pump and sell, illegally pump and sell more than 10 million barrels of crude oil. Lawal, the chairman and executive officer of Houston-based SAMAC International Corporation, is named in all six counts of an amended complaint filed in 2001 in the High Court of Lagos, along with five other individuals and three companies. While Lawal was trying to build SAMAC into a player in the global, global industry. The complaint accuses all the defendants of forging letters from 1990 to 2000 under the letterhead of Cavendish Petroleum Reserves Limited, a Nigerian company that SAMAC affiliates were helping to develop a lease offshore oil fields. In 1999 and 2000, it says they forged papers seeking government approval for an oil field development plan, summarizing its monthly production figures and nominating tankers that would carry the oil. Now, this is very interesting because this is the guy, or the brother of the guy, who's mentioned in this lawsuit that's uh, filed in Dallas, and we'll come to that one. Between December 1999 and 2000, the company charged the $9 million in royalties. Along with Lawal, the complaint names Cavendish Exploration Manager Bill Follahan, four other individuals, SAMIC Subsidiaries, Allied Energy Resources Limited, and SAMIC International Nigeria Limited, and Ireland-based Tuscar Resources Limited. In interviews with McCarthy, Lawal denied wrongdoing and gave a different version of events. He said that when seismic tests from 1991 to 1993 showed that the Cavendish oil fields production would be very, very marginal, Kanoka Company, another partner, dropped out the deal. Lawal said that the field would produce at best about 2,000 barrels per day and a maximum of about 400,000 barrels of oil. Lawal said he agreed to go forward at Cavendish's request from Dublin-based Tuscar to, quote-unquote, spread the risk. Even before production started, Lawal said Cavendish began to demand bigger monthly payments from Samac and Tuscar, and when they refused, a blackmail started. Lawal said he suspects the police were, quote, unduly influenced, end quote, by Cavendish's patriarch, Mai Deribe, who since has died, a lawyer for Deribe's children, declined to comment. 
Tusker's statements to its shareholders in 1998 and 1999 were more optimistic. In 1998, the company said the shadow water oil field was exceeding expectations, testing at a combined flow rate of 9,500 barrels per day, and that experts estimated it contained about 15 million barrels of proved improbable reserves in 2000. Tesco said it was producing about 4,000 barrels per day and that two more wells could yield 6,900 barrels per day. Later that day, however, Cavendish refused to apply for an export permit. Tusker collapsed and charges were filed. Lowell says Semac and Tuscar each lost about $17 million on the venture. Now, people, let's, let's go back to the beginning of this little sentence here because in the beginning it here says the name of Houston-based Nigerian businessman Kathy Lowell has popped up in the bloody gold smuggling activities after the police arrested a ring of smugglers two weeks ago in the Eastern Democratic Republic of the Congo, DRC. The Congo has been plagued by a gruesome war. Now, in that aspect, I haven't heard about Dikembe's name being mentioned, but let's go over to uh, Yahoo.com where they had no problem reporting on this incident, and then we're going to play a little connected dots, and you guys tell me where you think it's going to go or, you know, how you think it should be connected. Reach out to me in the chat room, people. Let me know what's going on in the world out there. Let me know how you think about this. You can also call me, 646-595-2892. Let's roll this over here to Yahoo.com. Sports blog. Headline reads, the Kemi Motombo is accused of encouraging a failed Congolese transaction, gold transaction. This was by Kelly Dwyer. Uh, balls don't lie. Ball don't lie. Monday, January 16th, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And it goes on to say, the lasting image of Dikembe Motombo as an NBA all-star, goofy guy, and well-earned reputation as a humanitarian took a huge hit on Monday with a shocking Houston Chronicle report that details the former Defensive Player of the Year's role in an alleged failed gold scheme centered around the Motombo's former Congolese home. How is, wait, now, that, uh, brother De Motombo is Congolese, so how is Congo his former home? Well, it probably means he hasn't lived there, he lives here. So I just want to double-check it, because, you know, he's an American citizen, so you have to clarify these things. Now, in the Chronicle feature, which we'll get to after the musical break here, people. In the Chronicle feature, based around a United Nations report, Mutombo allegedly acted as a go-between that worked as a conduit spaced between his nephew and a Texas oil man that was set to purchase over 1,000 pounds of gold from Eastern Democratic Republic of Congo, valued at over $10 million, just a quarter of what the Kembe bragged to have ready for sale. Here's a snippet from the Chronicle piece. More, quote, more surprising was the Matombo contingent's proposal, the purchase of 1,045 pounds of gold that would generate $10 million in profit to be divided three ways, 40% to Lawal, 50% to St. Mary, and 30% to the Matombo family. And there was the promise of more gold to come. The UN report said Reagan Matombo. Uh, let me go back again. The UN report said Reagan Matombo and the Capaldis, that's K-A-P-U-A-D-I-S, ran through a PowerPoint presentation complete with slides of gold billion and the, and the admonition underlined that, quote, higher, highest discretion and confidentiality, confidentiality is a priority, end quote. Initially, the Capaldi said the group would act as the buyer and a valid license to import gold or minerals was mandatory. There was no discussion of conflict minerals, the broad term that refers to gold and three other minerals used in electronics and other industries, and the production of which often involves forced labor and helps fund armed conflict. Dikembe Motombo represented that, represented that the gold belonged to him and his people, says St. Mary. That's end quote. We continue on with the, sport, with the Yahoo Sports article here. The quote, Lawal, end quote, in question is Cassie Lawal, the Houston-based chairman of an energy company. He enlisted Carlos St. Mary, 
who pro- provided much of the on-record information to the Chronicle. I say that again. He enlisted Carlos St. Mary, who provided much of the on-record information to the Chronicle, to run the transaction, with, which ended with both warlords and government, official, and government officials in Kenya seizing Lawal's plane, the gold, and $6.6 million in cash. What's that, $7 million that was talked about? Okay, money's missing already. Anyways, the entire failed transaction, according to the Chronicle, cost Lawal $30 million. Though he didn't see a he didn't see an ounce of the gold he was set to buy from a third for a third of that price. Quote conflict minerals end quote de- described by the Chronicle as gold and three other minerals used in electronics and other industries and the production of which involves armed conflict end quote were enough were of enough concern of the Dikem- the Kembe that he met with two State Department officials in November of 2010 to try and encourage the U.S. to take more of an active role in discouraging the unlawful trade of the precious metals. If St. Mary is to be believed, uh, in parentheses it reads, Loire has since disassociated himself with his former go-between, uh, in parentheses, and the UN timeline is correct, Mutombo was meeting with Loire less than two weeks later to try and encourage the sale of over a thousand pounds of the conflict minerals belonging to his people, quote, end quote. He probably means the Congolese, since he is Congolese. This may not be the most salacious reputation destroyer around, but if St. Mary's story is true, this is pretty damning indictment that portrays Mutombo as quite the greedy hypocrite. That's very interesting. Now, that's from two separate articles. We'll get to the Chronicles article later on. But people, uh, again, we know sex cells, blood cells, and all that kind of stuff, and you know, uh, you know, blood murder and controversy. But how do you see Dikembe being dragged into this beyond the fact that one person is allegedly saying Dikembe said this. Now, Kassar Lawal, if I recall correctly, was the first uh, billionaire of uh, black skin. I don't know what else to say. Well, he's Nigerian, actually. I believe he was based in uh, Houston. I believe he was profiled in Black Enterprises several years ago. But if I recall correctly, he was a billionaire, and he was involved in oil production back home in Nigeria and was doing quite well. So to hear his name here, it's interesting how, I guess because the Kemi Mutombo is the most high profile, I guess it's easy to say, you know what, let's get that guy said. And by that guy, I mean this, because um, I believe Sister Kiowa. And what you got, girl? We're going back and forth on Facebook about this information and that information, so we're just doing our thing. It's interesting because I believe she had posted a crime blog, or she had shared a crime blog, uh, uh, actually a, 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 a suit being filed in Texas. You can go to crimeblog.dallasnews.com and look for Southlake Aviation Amended Petition. And it's interesting that this company is mentioned because some time ago, Franklin Katunda at a, uh, CB Next reported uh, months ago, if not last year, actually that'll be last year, so months ago, about an investigation into Southlake Aviation Amendment. So it's interesting when the Congolese were talking about it, well, you didn't hear nothing, you know, being talked about on the street. Well, once I guess the major media picked it up, you know, months later, well, that's a little different. Now, according to this after this uh, filing, May, January 10th, 2012, at 1.49 p.m. in district court in Texas. Can't tell the county here. Uh, it's like Dallas County, Texas. VFS Finance Incorporated is the plaintiff. The defendants are Deep South Partners, David J. Desiree, and Teresa E. Desiree, defendants. And Desiree, or the Desire, uh, uh, further known as 
Okay, and South Lake Aviation Limited Li- Liability Corporation, third-party de- plaintiff versus Camac Aviation LLC, Camac International Corporation, Arcadia Aviation Weight Limited Li- Liability Corporation LLC, J. Engo Mukaila Aderemi, quote Mickey and quote Lawal, Kamaru Lawal, Kasal Lawal. Indikembe Matomba are the third-party defendants. This was filed January 10, 2012 at 1.49 p.m. Now, this is very interesting because there's one set of plaintiffs filing a suit against the defendants. That would be VFS Financing uh, Incorporated as the plaintiff suing three parties of defendants. And then a third-party plaintiff is suing a third-party defendant. Now, this is really interesting because the third-party plaintiffs first amend a petition and request for disclosure. We will come to that in a moment, my people. Let's take a little break here. I'm going to dedicate this cut here if uh, we can get this thing to flow correctly because uh, we have uh, about nine boards running here. And we have a lot of emails coming, but for some reason I'm feeling the toothache coming. <laughs> so hold on for one moment. Let's give a little shout out here. I'm going to direct. I'm going to dedicate this cut here to. Uh, let's dedicate this cut here to uh, Black and Orange. All right. She knows who she is. That's right. Hopefully uh, this song's in French. So hopefully he's not saying something like, you know, I'm dropping you, screw you. But I like the way it feels romantic and stuff like that. It's by Fally Okupa, Deliberation. Oh, 
lalita pongi azuka bando tu azuka sonreza azuka eh mwana azuka lia kandemi oh ya yo alobi mwana azuka lia kandemi oh ya yo avec la salade chola fati amona toka di moteme lula seyo namona mingi kati moteme pona nangote Maître Lourouetou, Maître Ngolinzabe, Tchomabaya. Le Je suis 
I'm just not going to tear him down. I want, I'm just going to give him the benefit of doubt. I'm not going. I'm not really in a rush to tear down, tear down the Congolese or anything like that, unless I think they're doing something that's more for themselves and saying, uh, self-grandizing, and um, they're using Congo. In that case, you know, screw them. <laughs> but in this case, this is all. It sounds more like a, a business deal that went bad because a lot of Congolese were talking about this. I believe middle of last year, when a plane was was found and smugglers was found and Two of them were Americans, I believe. That might be the Desirees that I mentioned in the, in the filing here. Money was found. Gold was found. Now $7 million is found, but 6.6 got, got reported, so you know how that little difference got, you know, how that 400000 ended up missing <laughs> oh, for the $4 million or whatever it is. And then I know President Kabila, I might even have a report of him going there, went to Kenya to find out what was going on. Now, all this time, you never once heard the Kembe Matomo's name mentioned. Now, the elections just took place uh, in DRC a few weeks back. And the main rival for President Kabila was Etienne Chesaketti, who I believe I hear is going to announce his own cabinet this week. This should be really interesting. Now, Chesaketti is Baluba, uh, brother Dikembe is Baluba. And the governor of Shaba, or Katanga, made a comment about the Balubas in reference to, if you vote for Fact Cheeks, uh, in reference to Chesaketti, it's going to be Darfur again. If you vote for President Kabila, everything is good. And I remember the programs of 92 against the Baluba and the forced exodus of the history of the Baluba, which I am half. So I'm one, and this is, you know, already creating people talking about, you see those Balubas this, Balubas that. And I think it's just a diversion to undermine Etienne Chesaketti um, via Dikembe Mutombo because this just seems a little too coincidence in time. So again, I'm going to give Brother Dikembe Mutombo the benefit of the doubt until I see, like, a video of him saying this, undercover, you know, 2020 perverted justice, one of those undercover videos, or something, because all we have is a con man who Brother Lowell has distanced himself for St. Mary. He has distanced himself from St. Mary. Now, people are asking, but what about the filing? Well, you know, anybody can file, you know, a, a lawsuit. I can file a lawsuit against anybody, whether you're guilty or not. Now, I'm going to read you something a little. I'm going to read you uh, some passages from this uh this petition that was filed before taking this commercial break and give you an idea. Now, it says the third-party plaintiff's first amended petition and request for disclosure. Now comes defendants Desiree Partners, FKA Deep South Partners, David J. Desiree, and Teresa Desiree and Southwick Aviation, LLC. And remember, Franklin Katunda of CB Next had the scoop on Southwick Aviation last year. So why do people late? Uh, collectively known as a third party and for their first amended petition request we show the court as follows. This is the, the issue of the case here, people. Third plaintiffs intend to conduct discovery under level two of the Texas Rule of Civil Procedure. I'm not familiar how Texas law operates down there. If I understand correctly, they're going to go through the motion of what's been discovered in this petition uh, to decide if the case will be going further. Uh, my lawyers out there, please correct me on that. I don't want to misstate the information. Uh, parties, jurisdiction, and venue. This discovery control plan is an A. Uh, Prior jurisdiction and venues in B. The plaintiff of the section is VFS Financing Inc. Defendants Deep South Partners, David Desiree, Teresa Desiree, along with South Lake, as an intervening plaintiff, are collectively the third plaintiffs. Now, third party defendants, SAMAC Aviation, Limited Liability Corporation, or SAMAC Aviation, is a Texas limited liability company that conducts business and is domiciled, resides, or does business in Texas. And its principal place of business is located at, it's in Houston, Texas. And it may be served with process, though it's registered through its registered agent, Kamaro Lawal, who lives in Houston, Texas. I heard do not see the Kembe's name as yet. 
Uh, let's see here. Let's skip down. Let's skip down. And this is interesting. The third-party defendant, Arcadia Aviation Way, W-E-Y, L-L-C, Arcadia, is a Delaware limited liability company. Arcadia's home office is in Weymouth, Massachusetts. Arcadia may be served with process by serving the Texas Secretary of State. I don't see if they can be mentioned there. Now, let's skip down. Let's skip down. Third-party defendant, Jay Engo, is a resident of the state of Michigan. So his uh will be pro- his citation and process will be uh, location of address is Michigan. Uh, he lives in Troy, Michigan. Now this is interesting because there's a note on here that says get citations issued for Kasa, uh Casey Lawal and the Kambi Mutombo and bring back here. Now I don't know if that's a post-it that was put on here after this document was obtained, or there's a post-it that was put on here as it was being typed up and someone put it on there as a as a, as a memorandum to somebody. Now we skip down because. It says in line 10, third-party defendant Kasala was a defendant. And it says third-party Dekane Motombo, defendant Dekane Motombo, is an individual who is a non-resident of Texas whose home address is in Atlanta, Georgia. Defendant Dekane Motombo may be served with process by serving the Texas Secretary of State. As defendant Dekane Motombo's agent for service of process because defendant Dekane Motombo owns property in Texas and or does business in the state of Texas, but has not designated or maintained a resident agent for service of process in Texas. Now, what this is about, actually, people, and again, the defendant here isn't even Roger Matomba, his nephew. The defendant here is the Kevin Matomba. Now, is this a case of Roger has no money, he's low profile, let's try to force a settlement with Brother Dekemi Matomba? I don't know. But it seems a little shady here because I see him mentioned, but I've seen nothing that he's done except for telling some guy, you need to sell the uh, minerals back to my people. Well, my God, if that was the case, I know I know about 15 Congolese, including myself, who could be, you know, who could be uh, said their power of this scheme just for saying, you know, Rwanda should give back the minerals they've been stealing, along with Uganda, where I have it back to our country. Now, does that make us uh, part of a gold scheme? But anyways, this case, the factual background, people, this case is about, a, as it says here on line 14, this case is about a material breach of an aircraft lease agreement, conversion of a personal aircraft, the negligent and or grossly negligent actions of the third-party defendants in violation of the Texas Theft Liability Act. The third-party defendants' acts and omissions have resulted in millions of dollars in damages to the third Now, people, again, this seems to be someone got a jet, <laughs> which is Kathy Lowell, took the jet, didn't pay for it, and people are pissed off. Pursuant to the lease, Samac Aviation agreed to make a monthly rental payment of $180,000 and in exchange will be able to enjoy the exclusive possession, use, enjoyment, and command and operate control of the stream. The lease further provided that CIMAC International was an authorized sublease during the terms of the lease. In addition, I believe it. That's the situation as it stands. It seems to be an issue over an airplane. Yeah, I don't see the issue of how it involves the Kenbe beyond the fact that his nephew was involved. But you know the media in the West, you know, if it bleeds, it leads. If it's a big name, we will, it will stay the same. So what's going on here? I read you the article in the beginning. It talked about how this gentleman's brother, uh, Kasei Lawal, was arrested. It talked about Kasei Lawal's business dealings also back in Nigeria, um, here in the States. VFS financing. Well, I mean, what is the word, people? What is the situation? What is going on here? Yet it's the Kemi Batombo's name that's being slandered and sloshed around like a pig in mud and I haven't seen anything that said he did it or what he has done. So what's going on here, people? What is the situation? What do you think? 
And why are so many people so quick to post about this thing that, that has the Kembe involved, but no one's quick to defend the Kembe in reference to, let's give him a, what's that word I'm looking for? He's innocent until proven guilty. It is something that's really concerning to me personally. But on that note, let's take a quick commercial break here, a little music here of this world. Let's see. We have another request here. This person wants to hear uh, a little bit of a gladiator. Okay, now who's this? Ah, this is Marissa in Miami. She's like, you know, can I hear a little bit of gladiator, blah, blah, blah. Okay, no problem. Oh, no, no, no. She changed it. Come on, girl. We, we, don't, we only have so much time. Okay. She says she wants a reggae song that really spe- specifies what's going on here. Okay. Um, you want dance hall or reggae? Okay, she wants dance hall, a little old school. Okay, no problem. How about uh, we talk about all these rumors that's being spread around and how no respect seems to be given to uh, our brother that came with Matombo. This is Gregory Isaacs and Lady G. And red all them things Make my 
show me no respect. No care me name, no friend, no room, I show me no respect. Not to me living at the ghetto, show me no respect. Because this is a fact, me have to confess to all of the women, man, for to respect. Not to be dressed up in the latest, that I will look fanciness. When we come out from the street, the man, them say we look fresh. And every black man, I them we impress. Sometimes them get bright and start this stuff. But if it's there across the street, them my block off. Then they kept them up to reveal your beat. Them start get upset. That's why enough man up with them head in a one boss. But some of them put them out of when them can't reach it. As a fox, see a grave famer. What's the biggest whether you live in a town or in the district? No care me name, no turn no room. I show me no respect. No to me live in a ghetto, show me no respect. No care me name, no turn no room. I show me no respect. No to me live in a ghetto, show me no respect. Come, man, watch your figure, some man, watch your shape. Some man, watch your necklace and your beautiful face. Call your gobs if you're ugly, that's a big disgrace. But if you're pretty fatty, man, I run one race. No man, no one fit there, you're back, no one fit there for sunset. Every man wants a tackle, what I eat in the place. But most of them are hungry, what they get one taste. So no way, not like a taste, you look so cool for your taste. No care, me name, no friend, no room, I show me no respect. Let you me live in the ghetto, show me no respect. No care, me name, no friend. No room, I show me no respect. That's what me living at the ghetto, show me no respect. I want a lot of women, them are your penetrate. If your man I do wrong, that's enough, you tolerate just. Live independent, get yourself up to date. Change your lifestyle, I make your future as a friend. Stop the running up and don't stop the acting well. Just like a lamb, so I thought that you feel me can mild. Just care for your health and protect your child. Not in a man, bitch, just say we want to take a mile. Just listen to me, lyrics and take me out of it. So come in, no friend, no room, I show me no respect. But you me living at the gate, I show me no respect. No come in, no friend, no room, I show me no respect. But you me living at the gate, Show me no respect But some man watch your figure Some man watch the shape Some man watch your nurses And your beautiful face Call ya But if you're ugly That's a big disgrace But if you're pretty fatty Man I run one race No man no what it They are back Them what it They from front street Every man want a tackle What I eat in the place But most of them are hungry What they get one taste So no win a lag A little of the whole For your taste So carry me name No friend no room I show me no respect Not to me living And they get a show me no respect the coming in the friend of room, I show me no respect. The two men living and they get a show me no respect. I want a lot of women, them are your penetrate. If your man I do wrong, that's enough, you tolerate. Just live independent, get yourself up to date. Change your lifestyle, make your future the best. Stop the running up, I don't stop the acting well. Just like a lamb to a daughter, you feel me, can mild. Just keep your elder, protect your child. Don't give no man, just when we want to come mild. Just me lyrics and take me advice. No coming in, no friend, no room, I show me no respect. Let you me live in and they get a show me no respect. No coming in, no friend, no room, I show me no respect. Let you me live in and they get a show me no respect. Because this is a fact, me have to confess to all of you. All right. Is, is the Kembe getting enough respect here, or is it all just based on rumors? So, if I recall correctly, it was mentioned. Um, the report by the UN came out December, and St. Mary is running his mouth like the rat, saying he had nothing to do with it. Other people are saying they have nothing to do with it. And allegedly, the lease uh, in, this, in the filing states that they could do whatever they want with the plane, but then VFS Financing is saying they default on the loan for the plane, 
and that they had unauthorized use about the, uh, for the plane to take it to, to Africa, DRC specifically. So what do we make of this? I think we should be a little careful in passing judgment on Brother Dikembe Mutombo. Will he say something? He will. Will he, won't say, will he say something? Who knows? Maybe he will, maybe he won't. But I think until we hear from him, I think we shouldn't pass judgment. Or we see some, you know, like I said, some uh, perverted justice, some undercover sting video. Because all we have is all we have is people involved in the deal saying this, that, this, that, this, that, and they're as shady as a tree at high as a, as a tree at high noon in the desert. Yet all the fingers are pointing at Brother Dekay Matombo, though it was Roger who was making the presentation. Roger Matombo is nephew. What do you make of it? What do you think? You think it's just another situation? Down. Do you think smoke with his fire, or is it fire with his smoke? Yeah, smoke with his fire with his smoke. What's what's your what's your flaw on this thing? I just can't do it. I have to give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, like I said, he built something back home. It may bother some people, maybe not, but I think he deserves the benefit of the doubt. Look, the gold, the Congolese, the Nigerian. That's all I have to say, people. Thanks for your time. Hope you've enjoyed it. You know, drop the article, drop the the show, pass it around. You can go over the article I read and connect the dots yourself. Maybe you can do it like those DEA charts or they deal with gangs. You know, the they can be over here and Kalawi over here, Lawal over here. But so far, everybody's been mentioned, but all we've heard is St. Mary talk about the game Matoma was there. And we don't know in context what he said. So, you know, in the interim, let's see what this, what this leads to. If any of the folks down in Dallas, Texas, are aware of the hearing, please send me some information so we can give an update on this and see where, see where everything leads to. People, Saga Kessa Dabinga, I want to give a shout-out. There was a march yesterday in, um, I'm sorry, a march yesterday in Washington, D.C. We have to give love to those brothers and sisters that were out there. I heard it was a 1,000. I'm waiting for some pictures um, about the march so we can uh, profile that on our next show. Or if you want, you can go to Facebook and check out One Congo. Again, that's One Congo. From uh, the U.S. Capitol. Um, it was put up January, it was updated January 21st, 2012. It reads Washington via CNN. Protesters rallied in Washington on Saturday to raise awareness of violence in the Democratic Republic of the Congo following contested elections there in December in November. They said they traveled from 25 states to deliver an urgent message to U.S. President Barack Obama. Quote, we need President Obama to help restore the leadership that Congo needs. End quote, says George Alula, president of the movement of the Congolese unity. He urged the international community to recognize opposition candidate Etienne Chesakedi as the election's illegitimate winner. Congo's highest court struck down a lawsuit challenging the election results in December, declaring incumbent Joseph Kabila the winner. The winner. Quote, we were frustrated because the Congolese people gave their voice in the, in the November elections. We know that the, the, the election organized in Congo, Congo was fraudulent, end quote, said Alula. International and national election observers have strongly questioned the veracity of the results, citing a lack of credibility and transparency. Late last month, Human Rights Watch said security, security forces killed more than 24 people and arbitrarily detained dozens more since Kabila was declared the winner. I believe a brother named Kalala out of Canada was released Recently, he had went home to volunteer for, this is my thoughts here, not the articles, um, to volunteer for Chesakati's campaign, was thrown in jail when the riots broke out. 
I believe he got his passport back and is now safely back in Canada. Uh, back to the article. Uh, Ashley, this is it. Uh, ben Kalala, who returned from Kinshasa just a few days ago and is president of the Congolese Foundation of America, accused the Congolese president of intimidating citizens and denying them their political voice. Quote, you see the military and cities ready to kill? Like the country's at war, he said. End, uh, end quote, he said. The November elections were only the second Democratic vote in the country since the end of its civil war in 2003. Now, I'm glad they said it because this is the second Democratic vote in the country since the end of the war in 2003. It's the third vote we've had in the country since independence back in 1960. The article closes by saying the 2006 election, which brought Kabila to power, was declared largely free and fair by international observers. So Ben Kalala made his comments. He's uh, president of the Congolese Foundation of America. So I think I have his name mixed with another gentleman up in Canada who returned from prison. He was held in Makala prison during the riots, and he's safely back in Congo. People that show off for today, let's give a shout-out to all the Congolese out there. As Farah, I told him, Farah says, or I said to him, wherever Congolese is standing, he or she is protesting. I'll leave it at that. I want to give a shout-out to all the Congolese advocates out there who's uh, laying it down the line back home, overseas, all over the place. And this is from uh, Battle LA. It's called For Home, Country, and Family. We're going to take, this is going to take us off the air. Sagi Kessie to bring you live and direct. Check us out later. And peace and love. Stay well, stay smooth, stay cool. Keep the faith, keep fighting. How you Congolese not now? Protest. Protest.